0: You are listening to Season 2, Episode 35 of the Fly the W Podcast. Cubs stalling versus the St. Louis Cardinals. In this this segment of the show, Crowley interviews Michael Cerimi of Bleacher Nation and they're talking about his article on improving the television broadcast for Marquee Sports Network. Hope he doesn't have anything bad to say about us. At 670 the score. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and subscribe to the Fly the W Podcast.
1: Joining me now on the Fly of the W podcast, I have Michael Cerami from Bleacher Nation. Michael, how are you doing today, buddy? Pretty good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, the reason I have you on, I mean, obviously, I follow you and the guys over at Bleacher Nation. And you just had an article that came out the other day that uh, I I thought our listeners would find interesting. It was called The Marquee Net. You said, I want to talk about Cubs TV broadcasts. And, you know, you know, you kind of lead off with the outside the Ivy. I remember that great show with uh, Luis Medina and my buddy Danny Rocket, but you were just kind of trying to, you know, tell people, hey, you know, it's, there's certain things that you would maybe look at changing with the broadcast, but the amount of respect that you have for people that are doing the broadcast right now.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, before we even get into any of the, like, constructive criticisms i i'm going to say off the top but i did in the article i there's a ton of talented people there everyone there's honestly i i genuinely truly think they're great um a lot of smart baseball people a lot of good ideas um and even more to the point the whatever it takes to you know produce a broadcast of a major league baseball game i, I don't know what goes into that so a lot of times you know i'm I'm sensitive to criticizing others, even constructively, because I know that when I get criticism on stuff I do, people don't always have the full story. And a lot of times there's reasons for things being the way that they are, that are out of the control of the people that you're actually directing your criticism towards. So I wanted to be like really clear that one, you know, I've been in this way before, and I didn't think it was fair. So I'm going to try to do it a little bit differently. Um, and two, everyone there is doing great. And this is not supposed to be like, I know some people probably would have wanted it to be like a call out of any one person there. Cause it's not how it works. Um But with that said, you know, like you, I watch a lot of Cubs games on TV and I listen to a lot of marquee and watch a lot of marquee sports network broadcasts because of that. And there are things that I know I felt when I was watching the broadcast that I was like, there's no way I'm alone in not liking this or not liking this or wanting more of this and less of this, you know? Um, So I kind of decided finally to put it all together into one place. uh, And, and and you know what? I'll add even one more, one more caveat is that maybe some of these things would have been unfair to say uh, about marquee one year or two years into their existence or on game three of the season, but we're solidly into the season and solidly into the existence of marquee. So they've had time to get their feet underneath them. Um, They've been, somewhat receptive to constructive criticism in the past. They're not wearing ties anymore in the booth, right? That was a little one. <laughs> it's a little win for everybody. Uh, yeah. And so I, I thought I'd put it together. So, um, well, I mean, was there something that, like, stood out in particular to you? or
1: Well, when I look at the first section, and, and, and you wrote, baseball is regional, it's okay to act like that. Tell our listeners what you meant by that.
0: Oh, sure. So this is, like, something I've been hammering for a long time. When you watch a – the people that watch – Football games are national football fans. Um, they are on national, often on national broadcast. and you have reasons to watch other teams. There's so many fewer games, um, and they're all primetime events for the most part. Um, that's just an example. Baseball is not like that. Baseball is a regional sport. It's very, very regional. Uh, I'm a hardcore baseball fan, and I barely watch non-Cubs games live you know I I keep up with everything of course because I'm interested but and I do watch some other games but it's I watch more non-Bears games on a relative basis than I watch non-Cubs games on a relative basis there's 162 Cubs games to keep up with you know I'm not going to watch all of the Los Angeles Angels like no matter what it's just not going to happen and so when you're talking about a regional sports network producing a broadcast for a regional sport whose viewers are almost exclusively going to be Cubs fans. I don't think there's any reason to strive for the national level of balance and unbiasedness and, and uh, mediation that you see on national football uh, broadcasts which, which does make sense in those scenarios because they have a lot more fans that are from all over the country or watching from both sides of the competition. So this is a Cubs broadcast. You know, I'm not interested in like the extreme Hawk Harrelson level homerism. That's not, I don't need that. But I do need for you to be a little bit frustrated when I'm a little bit frustrated or at a minimum when there is something frustrating going on. You just you cannot turn to one of your prepackaged lighthearted pieces of content that get dis- t- displayed when I'm like, I am stressed out right now because the Cardinals are kicking the Cubs Butts, and I had to watch about, like, you know, um, whatever, whatever fake someone's shoe color that is like really cool. These cleats are awesome, they're orange. It's like, geez, like, it's the wrong time. We don't need that. We're not like catered a little bit to the Cubs fans watching the game. That was that and, section.
1: And, and I think when you, you, you know, I'm a little bit older than Mike, you, Michael. I'm not going to say by how much, but a little <laughs> bit, and that's all I'm going to say. But I grew up in the era of Harry Carey you know, where, where, you know, he just had an excitement and a love for the team. And then from Harry Carey, you know, also in the radio booth, the Pat and Ron show. And if you remember, you know, you'd be sitting in the car. And if you got in the car and you hadn't known anything about the games, right, this is pre-cell phone era, you could tell how the Cubs were doing by the tone of Ron Santos' voice. And 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 you kind of love that. And I think all of us kind of, you know, grew up. And then you mentioned Len Casper with the voice crack and as he gets excited with a, with a home run, you know. And I kind of agree with you on that point. And even with Len to a degree, all of a sudden I started to notice he was getting more and more kind of nationally sounding, you know, like about how great Trevor Bauer is. No, I don't want to hear about how great anyone on the other team is. I don't care about Joey Votto. I don't care about uh, uh, Trevor Bauer. I don't care about these guys. You know, if you got a ca- the occasional story, fine. Tell me about the yeah. Cubs and tell me, you know, why you're, you know, what's going on. And as far as the Cubs are concerned, th- those type of things to me make a lot more of a difference.
0: Yeah. I mean, listen, if Mike Trout or Shohei Otani are pitching at Wrigley uh, against the Cubs, all right, we could talk about them, you know, like fine. But yeah, I certainly don't need uh, world baseball classic profiles and I don't need, I really don't need anything positive about the other team. Um, there's other broadcasts that do that. And more importantly, you know, Marquis has so many great writers and video personalities and an entire website and an entire TV channel to dedicate to some of these other interesting stories and to complement what your overall viewing experience is, if that's stuff they want to continue producing, which again, I think they do a great job in isolation. Those things are good. If people want to seek that stuff out, there's a million ways to reach them. It doesn't need to be sort of shoehorned into the game broadcast when there's actual Again, stakes for the first time in you know Cubs baseball for like four years, right? Like this is right. an important game, an important moment. I want to focus
1: on it. You you can you can put that stuff on the app. You can put it on the YouTube channel. You can put it on the social media channel. There's plenty of avenues for that type of stuff. And and, and I kind of agree with you every there. You also uh, kind of are writing a little bit about a little less production. And I thought that was interesting because, you know, we're all kind of getting used to the pitch clock and the time and, and the pace of play being much more increased than we're used to. And I talked to a lot of the minor league guys, whether it's Alex Cohen or Mick Gillespie, Brendan and uh, Brendan King and Max Toma and Sam Wiederhoff. And I, and I asked them because they've been, go- you know, they've already been through the pitch clock, you know, how different is it to broadcast when you have less time? Than you're used to, you know, you're cutting half an hour off the game times is what they're looking at. And I remember a couple guys just saying, look, find your best stuff and, and, you know, cut it down and condense it and get it in at the right time, because it is different. And I'm wondering how much of a problem that is for them, especially this year. Yeah, well, so the pitch clock is a great point. So it kind of hits in two different ways. First,
0: there's less downtime than ever before. So there's less of a need to fill the gaps. Um, And that's a good thing. And, 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 the, and the, the, in addition to that, um, if you maintain the same level of like pre-produced interviews or pre-packaged content or on-field interviews or any of that stuff, but the game is shortened by 30 minutes, the overall proportion of those produ- overly produced packages, not overly produced, overly delivered, wonderfully produced packages, it takes up a bigger proportion or bigger portion of the game itself. So they need to adjust accordingly, even to get back to the baseline level that we've seen last year. And then from there, we can decide if there's even more to go to strip away from the, from the broadcast um, to focus more on the game itself. Um, Listen, when the, when these baseball, I get it. When these baseball games were four hours long, three hours, three and a half hours long. Yeah. it, It probably isn't. And when the team is not doing good, probably a little difficult to focus on the play-by-play. I understand that, but it's not like that anymore. The Cubs are trying to win right now, and there is a pitch clock, and the games are shorter. We need to get back to business and, uh, you know, the business of competing and identifying um, the sort of things that people want to hear about when the the priority is winning.
1: And, and and you know, when you say actually less is more, you know, that this series, we've had a three-man booth, and it is nice sometimes to have different voices on there, but I've never been a big fan of the three-man booth myself.
0: Yeah, I mean, so sometimes there's a three-man booth, and then also Taylor or Elise on the field, and so you have four people talking at once, none of whom are describing what's going on in the game because usually when the three when the four of them are in that sort of roundtable conversation, it's it's you know um, explicitly because they're not talking about something that's going on in the game. If it was something that's going on in the game, it'd be Boog calling it and JD adding color, right? So I don't mind in general, the rotating cast of announcers, of broadcasters. I think that's fun in its own right. I, under, I would understand the opposite opinion there, but you know when they go to the West Coast and every now and then you get to listen to Rick Sutcliffe, okay, cool, whatever, um, that's fun. But limiting it to two in the booth and one on the field uh, is probably the way to go you can have your different cast but let's limit the actual volume uh to something more to something less distracting audibly um and again uh, you know i use danny rocket's tweet it, even visibly because there was a point where there's like split screen with three guys mm. in a booth uh the game in the corner a a, a a game bug on top of that dead green space on the top and the bottom and multiple marquee logos it's like what am i even looking at right now, like this is, this is just not, again, everyone's different, but it's not catering to me as a baseball fan, what I want to see in a particular moment. So.
1: No, I hear exactly what you're saying at this point. And that's where you kind of, you know, like you said, a little bit too much going on and then focusing more on the play by play. So as far as the play by play is concerned, you're ending up looking at this and, and saying to yourself, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm somebody who works in education. And so sometimes I always enjoy kind of like grading papers and just kind of not focusing on what's going on at the TV at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, that was a
0: big, the, the big distinction there is it, it does not need to be like it is on the radio when you're listening on the radio, there's not any visual cues. So I'm not looking for, you know, that one was high and inside and that's ball two. And now the ball is getting thrown back to the pitcher and he's walking around the mountain. Like you don't have to paint it for me, but we got to call the every play. I need to know what's going on in the game. I need to be able to walk into the kitchen and still not be completely disconnected. Um, and you know, here's, here's another truth about baseball. There's so many games. Um, baseball can be a really awesome background thing to have on your TV, right? Like it doesn't need to be the primary thing you're focusing on, um, all the time, but, you're only able to accomplish that if the audio that you could still hear without your eyes being fixated on the screen is what's actually happening. And when the conversations drift away, not even into those produced packages, but away from the game itself and just into whatever conversation the guys in the booth are having, there can be uh, multiple plays or half innings going by before they even get back to the actual action on the field. And so I think my most scathing line is, in that entire piece was just like, if you closed your eyes and listened to a marquee broadcast of of the game, you genuinely might not have a good sense of what was going on from one inning to the next. Um, It it just doesn't always accomplish what I think is supposed to be the, the writ for um, a play-by-play announcer and the cover man that, that is next to him. And and I'm going to, I'm going to be long winded for a second. I think Boo, calls games well when he focuses on it. And I think JD has a ton to offer. I love the stuff he adds. I just want what he's adding to be relevant to the exact moment of the game that we're in. So I don't want to talk about how many triples Joe Girardi hit in his career. If it wasn't immediately after a catcher hitting a triple or something along those lines, you know what I mean? Like make it about what's going on, not just something you find theoretically interesting in some other format um so that was kind of the the it feels like a podcast attendant to a cubs game comment um which you know i've i've heard other people say too so i'm not yeah uh, i like, claiming all credit on that one but.
1: you you know when i get home because my wife is very patient with me and allows me to do things that most husbands aren't allowed to do you know like sometimes i got to do the dishes and all that kind of stuff and it's nice to have the tv on and then i wash the dishes and then something's going on then i want to kind of go back over to the tv and this that's so, all like you say just kind of letting me kind of, you know, know what's going on. Now, as you know, tomorrow night, the Cubs are going to be playing the Twins, and it is going to be on Apple TV. It will not be on Marquee. And one of the big things, man, we, we're we living in, in an era right now where, I mean, TVs are so clear. It's funny when you watch the old games on Marquee and you're like, oh, my God, my eyes hurt. This is, this is awful. And when you see that crystal clear picture um, on Apple TV, it just makes a world of difference yeah well
0: so apple tv especially i think they actually broadcast in 4k if your tv can handle it and internet um but even again if you have an mlb.tv subscription and you're out of network so you're streaming the exact same broadcast that marquee physically delivers um it's 1080p which is high definition to all of our eyes and uh by contrast if you're streaming on the marquee app within uh chicago or in the market um because you have a cable subscription but you prefer to stream which is what i do um like be, again if you have different rooms in your house that you want to watch the game but you have one cable box let's say it's 720p and the good news is i have I've, i did confirm that it is 720p so we're not all crazy um it, it does look worse than it should the cubs or marquee i should say is aware of it is aware that it's like not ideal. They don't think that that's what they should be delivering, um, and they're actually like in the process of working out the technical details of uh, upgrading that to 1080, and that should happen this season. Um, I'm not like breaking any news there. That's just what they told me, and I think that's been out there. They're working on it. It's it's like an issue with, um, uh, you know, actual like like technical aspects of streaming over an app which i think they were just generally new to so they had to get those bugs out and they're aware of it and again it should be it's supposed to be fixed this season is what i was told so you know fingers crossed for that because i mean listen i'm not trying to be a snob but after watching 1080 sports or 4k on apple tv uh going back to 720 is it's it's brutal i mean it it does not look
1: good so. Right, it's, it, it's like going from PS Five to Atari Twenty Six Hundred. It's 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 uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a noticeable difference, man. And then the final thing I wanted to touch on on your article is 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 the thing that we've all been pounding and hounding and and yelling about ever since you know the idea of marquee even came around. Or that is that a standalone marquee streaming service? Uh, HBO has one. You know, all, Netflix has one. You when you when you take a look at the list of of just how people consume media nowadays. I mean, my brother is in Colorado, you know, and, and, you know, he wouldn't be able to get all the stuff. I like marquee content. I like the fact I like a lot of the documentaries. I like, um, a lot of the old games that they play on there. And so if you are somebody that somehow can get the app then, but you can't get all the other stuff, you can just get the game. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that
0: the good news on that front, um, which is also in the article, Um, and and not anything I was told just has been public information. I think Crane Kenny spoke about it a couple of times is that is another thing they're actively working on and like intend to deliver sooner than later. So there is going to be a standalone marquee app that will allow you to subscribe the way you subscribe to Netflix or HBO max or Hulu, any of those things Um, you could pay for just that. uh, And you will be able to watch, the games. Um, and again, I theoretically in 1080p. So I think, you know, I don't, I don't know if that's going to happen in a month, in three months, but I would be very confident saying that this time next season, at the beginning of the season, we are all going to have the option to stream the games, um, without a cable subscription on a standalone marquee, uh, app, which is again, if they do that, then they've, made a huge step forward in delivering a better product to Cubs fans because that is just a must. Um, There's a lot of overlapping issues there with in-market streaming and the rights that MLB owns versus the rights the teams own and the ability to rake in big dollars on cable deals when you are otherwise offering the package as a standalone. So that might hurt the Cubs financially in the short term but it is without a doubt a better long-term financial decision Um, and it is what everyone wants. You cannot be alienating people from watching your product. Um, and I have a ton of friends. A lot of people my age are cord cutters. I have cable exclusively to watch the Cubs. I do not use it any other time. And I have to pay a full cable package because you can't buy just one channel, um, to do for that privilege. And that stinks. So it's honestly, Comcast or Xfinity or RCN, they're going to be pissed to hear it, but As soon as that becomes available, I'm canceling my cable subscription. I'm going to subscribe to Marquee and I'll save a bunch of money every month getting the exact thing I actually want. It's 2023. You have to have that as an option.
1: Well, not only not only that, Michael, but the hope is, is that anybody can watch it anywhere because of the WGN Superstation in the 80s and even into the 90s. It, it allowed people that didn't have access to baseball teams to fall in love with the Cubs. And so whenever you see the Cubs away games or whatever, you always see plenty of Cub fans in the stands. And so in that regard there... It, it, it was a huge – it helped them financially to be able to do that, right? And so what you worry about is there's going to be a generation. Like my nephew lives out in Colorado, and my my brother doesn't have the MLB package. You know, he just wants to watch the Cubs. And so, you know, there's a generation that you could potentially be losing of fans all over this country that want to watch marquee and marquee content and Cubs games, obviously, more than anything.
0: Yeah, and, you know, for what it's worth, there, there has been – some positive signs in the general sports industry. This Brett is the guy to talk to about this stuff because he nerds out about it and is really <laughs> good about it. But, um, there are a couple teams, I think there was one or two NBA teams that are, um, starting to broadcast their, uh, or make available their broadcast for free. Um, having made the determination that expanding your fan base will pay off in the long run, and it's like, yeah, duh, like everybody knows that, you know what I mean? Like. If the fact that you would, it's it, listen, it always comes back to this idea of sacrificing short term dollars, and no one's ever willing to do that. But the long term best op, uh, option for all of these industries is to give people what they want, allow them to engage with your team, and they are going to buy gear, and they're going to buy tickets, and they're going to read your articles where there's ads being served, and they're going to watch your. Broadcast where there's commercials still being played where you still can get paid by the increase in eyes and so um stuff like that is going to keep happening and is like these all of these um Sinclair regional sports networks folding and MLB sort of taking those all in one place it's going to be a turbulent few years but I don't I think 10 years from now the entire way we interact with watching our favorite sports teams play is going to be just completely different than it is now we are at this like We're already past the end, in my opinion, of like the big cable subscription model. The Dodgers and the Phillies got like the last big giant mega deals. Obviously, the Cubs struggled to do that. We're in this weird hybrid mode where there's like some streaming options, but you might need a subscription, but you might need a cable deal, but and so on. We are transitioning out of that. It's just the beginning. And eventually, there's going to be this realization that the world is not the way it was. And you need to be able to give people what they want, when they want it. And they are willing to pay for it. Um, it, it I mean, listen, it's the same thing that happened with the music industry um, or even movies before you were able to stream and rent whatever you wanted from iTunes. Um, people were torrenting and, and ripping music off of Napster at insane rates. Well, guess what? Now there's Spotify and you know what everyone does? Pays $4.99 a month or whatever it is to listen to whatever song they want. No one's on Napster anymore. People are not doing that because you gave people a legal, reasonable option to get the stuff the way that they actually wanted to get it. So that's the kind of like fundamental principles that uh, everyone in these positions of power need to to reckon with. And I think, again, I think we are closely approaching that, uh, that moment. And that's going to be good for all of us.
1: And everything that that this whole year is about with the rules changes is about growing the game and what better way to grow the game than to allow people to actually watch the game. It's, Mm -hmm. it's the most simplest thing you could do to, you know, uh, my dad grew up in an era where baseball was number one and there wasn't anything close to it. And and for me, when I was growing up, it was baseball and football were kind of on equal footing. And now, you know, football and basketball have kind of left baseball behind. And if baseball has any, any inkling of trying to, get back into that national spotlight these changes need to be made yeah no question about it and you know i'll give you
0: one other example is and they've gotten a lot better about it um I mean, you remember because you were there like six seven eight years ago when we would want to share highlights or clips from cubs games I mean, we would get slapped on the wrist all the time uh by mlb or the cubs or whomever and it's like hold on a second I am here taking your product and sh- sh- literally advertising it for you to the world by saying, look at how amazing this is. And you're going to stop me from doing it. Like like Rob Friedman, Pitching Ninja, was banned for a couple months. And it was like, it, he does more good for your brand than any of your content creators can. And they realized that eventually. And they're like, oh, okay, okay, okay. You guys can share highlights like on social media and stuff. It's like, yes, we're literally doing your job for you. Um, it's not that we don't benefit in the process, but not in the long term way that you certainly are. You should want everyone to be able to interact with, share, and enjoy your product as much as possible. It will lead to dollars in the long term. And I'm not, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not naive. I know that that's the point. They're a business. That's cool. Make your money, but have some long term, you know, sense about what you're actually doing by sacrificing whatever value you might get in the short term uh, for the long term.
1: Well, Michael, I appreciate you jumping on here. And and for people that are interested, again, the article's up on Bleacher Nation and and I encourage everyone to kind of take a look at it. And and again, I think you did it in a way that was positive and, but, but also with some really helpful suggestions that hopefully people at the top are looking at. And I'm sure cup fans everywhere when they read this article will be kind of nodding their heads. Michael, where can they find, where where can our uh, listeners find you on social media?
0: Uh, so you could find me at Michael underscore Cerami um, on Twitter and then uh, also at Bleacher Nation, uh, the website. And that's also our handle at on Twitter at Bleacher Nation. So please do follow us uh, there. Uh, like us on Facebook, all the good stuff. But, yeah, Twitter, Facebook, and
1: BleacherNation.com. Michael, thank you, and I hope to see you at a game soon, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. Good to talk to you. Take care, buddy.